Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 294 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, I'm super excited to be with you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I am extra excited because today is the first day you can officially pre-order my book, You Are Meant for Love. I am so excited to get this book into your hands. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the backstory in just a second. But before we get there, I would really, really love you to pre-order. I would so appreciate it. And here's why. Number one, pre-ordering is actually super important for authors. The first week of sales for a book is super important for rankings on Amazon. Also, it lets bookstores, local bookstores, big bookstores, whatever, kind of get a sense as to what books they should order and put on their shelves. And all the pre-orders get counted towards that first week of sales. So by you pre-ordering, it counts during that first week, and it helps with, again, Amazon rankings and getting into bookstores, all that kind of stuff. So I just, it's a favor, honestly. I would And I would so, so appreciate you pre-ordering it. If you intend on reading it, even if you have like a bazillion other books on your list right now, I totally get it. Just pre-order and then it'll be there when you are ready to read it. And the second great reason is because you will receive the book either on your e-reader or on your front door the day the book is available, which is February 24th. So when you pre-order, you will get it the day that it's available so you can read it as soon as you would like. And number three is that if you pre-order, you get a free ticket to my workshop, Decoding Your Relationships. Now, again, I'm going to talk about the backstory of the book in just a second. But the whole book is centered around this exercise that I do with clients. And I it's a really great exercise. And it really helps you understand 
why you're in the relationship or situationship that you're in or just your state of love life or the beliefs you have or whatever it is or why you feel the way you feel, whatever it is. And so the book will walk you through that exercise to kind of figure some of that stuff out. But again, like sometimes when you're in your own head about it, it can be hard to see your blind spots or see something you're not seeing or whatever. And so when you come to this workshop, I will walk you through everything. You'll be able to ask me questions and some people will even be able to be coached by me. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you a little bit about the backstory of the book, and then I'm going to read the introduction as well as an excerpt from another part of the book, just so you can whet your appetite a little bit. So I originally wrote this book in the fall of 2019. I wrote this exercise out for some clients that were in my uh, membership at the time, which was called the Love Action Tribe. And the way that the membership was set up is that there wasn't a lot of one-on-one time. Now, when I work with one-on-one with a client, I can ask the questions I need to know to kind of put pieces together and connect the dots and kind of get a sense of their patterns and where it came from. Um, But when I'm working with someone that's like in a big group where I can't necessarily have that one-on-one connection, I, I can't really do that, right? And so I basically created this chart for them to go through their past relationships and ask certain questions about the relationship so they can begin to see for themselves some of the patterns and beliefs and limiting beliefs that they have. This is kind of like what my head does inside my head when I'm working with a client. But again, when they don't have that kind of access, to me one-on-one, I wanted them to be able to do this on their own. And so I just kind of quickly, I think I went to Canva or something and put a little chart together. And I got tons of feedback from the people in the membership like, oh my God, I love this exercise. It's amazing. It's so helpful. So eye-opening, all that kind of stuff. And so I thought, huh, okay, I should like put this into like a nice looking workbook and then put it on my website and maybe it can be either like a freebie or it can be like 10 bucks or something like that. But then I was thinking, well, I mean, if I put, you know, the exercise in this workbook, I need to explain a little bit about what the exercise is and how you do it. And then I was like, but if I do that, people might be buying the book or the workbook and they don't know who I am. So I need to write a little bit about my backstory and how I got here and why I'm doing this work. And then, you know, that kind of all one thing led to another. I was like, well, this is really turning into like a book, but I'm like, I don't want it to be like a book book, like two or 300 pages long. And around the same time, there's this writer that I've been following forever. Her name is Alexandra Franzen. She's amazing, whether or not you have a business. Um, There's so much to learn from her in terms of just communication and how you approach your goals and life. I mean, so, so, so good. And so around the same time, she started promoting her tiny book workshop. And it was like a virtual weekend long retreat where she would kind of guide you and coach you through writing the book. But then there'd be big blocks of time where you could just go and write the book. And maybe it was over a couple of weekends. I I don't remember exactly. But it was actually a pretty short amount of time that I initially wrote the book. So I actually got the book done during the workshop because I knew if I didn't, I would never get finished. Anyways, so I wrote it. She actually even read a good bit of it, gave me really great feedback, which meant a lot because, again, I just think she's a beautiful, beautiful writer and her work in the world is just incredible. But then it just started collecting internet dust. I, um, you know, was looking for a copy editor because I wanted to self-publish and I you know, then I realized like, oh, well, if I'm going to hire a copy editor, that means like, I really need to get this thing out to the world. So I'm putting money behind it. And that's when I don't want to say my inner demons, but that's just when my, uh, you know, it's just the lack of confidence, the ego, all that kind of stuff kind of got the better part of me. 
And I just put it away. And then the pandemic started. So that was a big distraction. And then I got pregnant. And then I had a baby after I was pregnant. And so all of that just kind of, you know, I just forgot about it, honestly. And then I don't remember if it was late last fall. It was early fall, maybe, maybe late summer. I don't remember the moment, actually. I just got a hit. It must have been just an intuitive hit, like in meditation or maybe on one of my walks. And it was just time to get this book out into the world. And I was like, well, let me read it. Because it's been over, it's been about two years at that point, you know, that I've written this thing. So I'm sure it's crap. And so I pulled it up out of my Google Drive and I took a day and I read it. And I was like, shit, this is good. I mean, there's some things that I want to expand upon. There's definitely some grammar, but like for the most part, it's good. I really wanted someone to read this book. I really believe that it would help them. And so one thing led to another. I was like, all right, I know I'm going to, well, I don't know, but I think I might chicken out again if I don't, you know, honestly put my money where my mouth is. And so I immediately reached out to a friend because I know she self-published and um, she hired a copy editor. And so I hired the same one she had. And, you know, then she edited my book and she just kind of straightened out some of the grammar and just made things a lot cleaner and just really made it quite beautiful. And then I hired a designer. I'm like, all right, now this book is really getting out into the world. And that's just kind of how it went. And, you know, I I went back and forth about, well, do I self-publish or should I get a publisher and go the more traditional route? Ultimately, I decided to self-publish because, um, I mean, for lots of reasons, but One is just I have no idea about the publishing world, but I do know that it's a much, much slower process. Had I wanted to find a publisher, I mean, it would be at least a year, probably more before this book would be released. And I just really felt there is an urgency. I mean, not like a life or death urgency, but I just really felt like what I have to say is is important. And I think it can help someone. And I think there's a lot of fluff and crap In the self-help industry, I don't need to go on about that because one, I wrote about it in the book a little bit. Two, I've talked about it a lot in the podcast. And I just felt like, you know, someone can spend a lot of time going down, you know, dumb rabbit holes. Not that you're dumb for going down the rabbit hole, but other rabbit holes that people have, you know, created um, that I don't think it's going to get you to where you want to go in your love life. And so for all of those reasons, I was like, I want to get this thing out, you know, sooner rather than later. So I'm, I'm really excited. I am taking the day off that this book comes out, you know, like it actually comes out where you can actually read it because I know I will be a nervous wreck. I had a little Christmas party for clients and client alum uh, last month. And I was telling someone because they were like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to read your book. And I was telling them, oh, my God, I'm going to shit my pants when you do, um, which is <laughs> kind of true. Um, but I've cleared the day just so I can whatever emotions or feelings are coming up, I can just, you know, work with them, be with them. I don't have to worry about, you know, anything else. Um, so I, I'm just really excited. And I'm really grateful for everyone who pre-orders the book. It means so much. And I just want to say one thing. It might sound a little cheesebally, but, you know, whatever. Here we go. So, you know, one thing that Alex, the person's course or workshop that I bought, uh, the tiny book workshop, which by the way, she still has it, highly recommend if you want to get anything out into the world written wise. Anyways, you know, she talks a lot about, you know, what, what I experienced as a writer and now an author is not unique, right? I think a lot of people are like, oh, people are going to read this. What are they going to think? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to see a grammar mistake? Are they think I'm dumb or, or whatever, right? And I think some of the bigger questions, other than just someone seeing a potential grammar mistake or whatever, is more of, well, 
is, are people going to find this helpful? Are people going to think that the whole concept is is dumb or it doesn't work or or whatever? And um, you know, she talks a lot about like even if one person's day can benefit or be made better by what you have to say, then it's important that you say that because that's ultimately all that matters. And you know, like from a goals perspective, like you know, I want this book obviously to impact a lot more than just one person. But I think in terms of like the spirit of the book and the heart of the book or whatever message or project that you have working on, it's just like, think about that one person who needs to hear what you have to say. And I think if you write or do your project or go from that place, it's so much, not only is it, not only is it so much easier, but I find it so much more meaningful because I can literally imagine that one woman and there's not even really a face to her because I don't know who this person is, right? She's more of like representative of the kind of woman that I want reading this book. But like if I can just really feel into her and that my words can make her day a little better or she can shift how she views herself or her love life or her relationships, then then it then it'll all be worth it. And when you write from that place, I just think you can really write from a really powerful place rather than like when you write to like be a New York Times bestseller or whatever you know, there's, there's definitely a lack of, of, of depth there, right? There's, and and so I I guess what I'm trying to say is that even if whatever you want to put onto the world is, you know, not going to make you a millionaire or be New York Times bestseller or whatever, if it's important to you and it's meaningful, I would almost guarantee that it can be important and meaningful to someone else too. Anyways, that's just what I want to say, take it or leave it. And um, yeah, and the truth is, I have no idea how many books <laughs> I will sell. I have a goal to sell a thousand books. I have no, I, I have no concept if that's a lot or not a lot, but that's just my goal. And it's, I guess, like a thousand books. Like I don't know within the first quarter of twenty twenty two. But again, I don't know. Is that a lot? Is that not a lot? I have no idea. I mean, I know in terms of like being a New York Times bestseller, that's not a lot, but that's not really my goal. So who knows? Who knows? All right. So. I hope this is a reminder to chase after your dreams. And if there's that thing you've been thinking about doing, just freaking do it because no one's going to give you permission. No one showed up and was like, hey, Veronica, you're allowed to write your book now. Or hey, Veronica, you're allowed to publish your book now. Like I just had to decide like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. So no one's going to give you permission. No one's going to come and tell you that it's time. It's never going to feel like the right time. And it's always going to feel a little scary. If, If you're waiting for it to not feel scary, then I think you'll be waiting for a long time on whatever it is. Okay, with that being said, I want to get into reading my book. And again, you can pre-order the book. It's called You Are Meant for Love. If you go to veronicagrant.com forward slash book, you might recognize that link. That was previously the waitlist link. However, now that forwards to the Amazon page where you can pre-order. And after you pre-order, make sure you go to veronicagrant.com forward slash pre-order. And there you'll be able to submit your pre-order information and to prove that you pre-ordered the book. And that will get be, be your ticket basically to the Decoding Your Relationships workshop. So you'll get information about that once you sign up. And you will also be entered to win some fun prizes, including coaching with me. So again, the link after you pre-order the book is veronicagrant.com forward slash pre-order. All right, so let's get to that book. All right, I'm going to start with the introduction. When love feels so far away. 
The first time I watched the American sitcom series, How I Met Your Mother, I was going through a time in my life when I desperately wanted a relationship. I was at the tail end of one where the feelings I had for my partner were not mutual. I had known this for a long time deep down, but I had been in total denial for months. What made it worse was that I had just been in another relationship where it was the same damn situation, but more on that later. Needless to say, the part of me that longed for love and a commitment from someone was particularly tender. How I Met Your Mother is supposed to be a sitcom and even somewhat crude thanks to the character of Barney Stinson, yet I found myself sobbing during just about every episode. If you're not familiar with the series, first, go to Hulu and watch it. What are you waiting for? It's one of the few shows that and Friday Night Lights, and let's be honest, a few others, I could watch over and over again. In the meantime, here's a quick summary. The show follows Ted Mosby and his group of friends as they figure out their love lives and careers set in New York City. What makes the show so compelling is that the entire series is a flashback. Ted, in the year 2030, is recounting the story of how he met his kid's mother. We never actually see the future Ted Mosby, we only hear his voice as he narrates the course of events to his kids. The running joke is that, typically, when you ask someone how they met their spouse, they give you a quick story like, oh, I met him at a party that my roommate was throwing, boom, that's all there is to the story. But if you think about it, a lot happened to the lead up to that moment. How did you meet that roommate? Is this a friend from college? Why did you end up at that particular college rather than another? Why were you living in that city after graduating rather than another one? The telling of the backstory is what How I Met Your Mother is all about. We learn early on in the series that Ted met his kid's mother at a friend's wedding. But it takes several seasons for him to recount who's getting married, how they got together, and how they all ended up at the wedding in the first place. Each episode focuses on a small piece of the bigger story. Ted is a romantic at heart. He believes in fate and thinks everything is a sign. He goes on just about every first date, genuinely hoping that woman will be his soulmate. And yet he's disappointed for one reason or another time and time again. It's funny and genius and heartbreakingly relatable all at the same time. I was living abroad in Ramallah while getting my master's from Hebrew University in Jerusalem when I watched the series for the first time. It was long before the days of Netflix or Hulu, and my internet was just good enough to stream the episodes illegally from shoddy sites. Many nights during that time, the clock would hit 11.08 p.m., and I'd tell myself, just one more, for real this time. How I Met Your Mother is different from something like Friends because future Ted Mosby narrates the story. From his perspective, he's met the mother, his wife and soulmate, and he has the house and the kids. This leaves him in the unique position to look back over his 20s and 30s and see how everything was happening in perfect divine timing, even if it didn't feel like that at the time. He had to meet that person, go to that party, or date that other person to lead to the next person and the next person and the next person. And it all leads up to meeting the mother. At that time in my life, I was nursing a couple heartbreaks. More on that soon. I needed that message more than anything. I was on a painful emotional roller coaster in my love life, having just gotten dumped by my boyfriend and ended up in a subsequent relationship where I knew the same thing was about to happen. I was living abroad because while it was true, I had an insatiable travel bug. Let's face it. I ran away to grad school right after college because it was the Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Only way I knew how to escape my college boyfriend, who loved me, but I couldn't love back. I couldn't hear the message, the universe is conspiring for you enough in those days. One of my all-time favorite episodes is season four, episode 22, titled Right Place, Right Time, No Less. In the episode, Ted recounts to his children how a series of small actions, like turning left out of his apartment instead of right, created a set of events that eventually led him to meet their mother. It's one of the best episodes in the whole series, one I would watch repeatedly through the years and has been a massive inspiration for this book. I know what it feels like to feel like love is so far away from you, if not impossible. I know what it feels like to think you were better off a year, two years, or even three years ago because at least you were in a relationship, even if it wasn't the right one. I know what it feels like to count backwards from your biological clock and feel panic that you really have to, quote unquote, get on it. What I want you to know and why I wrote this book. You are meant for love. You aren't meant to be alone or unhappy. You aren't unlovable or incapable of being in a healthy, loving relationship. I know, dear reader or a listener in this case, that you may have experienced difficult things in your life, things that are unfair or unjust. Please understand you or your thoughts and not create those things to happen to you. I don't have an answer for why bad things happen to good people, but I do know that believing you aren't meant for love, you're destined for bad luck, or that you're inherently less worthy than someone else isn't going to get you where you want to go either. The process I will teach you in this book isn't about quote unquote manifesting your man or making everything sunshine and unicorns pooping glitter. It's also not about spiritually bypassing, aka not feeling your feelings, or brushing painful experiences under the rug. It's about learning to trust that you are exactly where you need to be. Every relationship, kiss, date, heartbreak, flirty text, everything has led you to where you are right now. Every experience you've ever had is an opportunity to learn something about yourself, love, men, women, relationships, or the world. You can use that information to heal and understand what you want and remember who you really are. The more you can do that, the easier finding love will be for you. I'll show you how. But first, a short story. How I found love, the short version. My quick story of how I met my husband Stevie is this. I met him at a crappy bar in Washington, D.C. that I refuse to let him take me to now. It really was that gross. But when I think back on it, just like Ted Mosby's, my story goes back much further. My best friend and I are walking around the University of North Carolina during the first year orientation weekend. We're both Jewish, and we notice a booth for Hillel, an international Jewish organization for university students. Curious, we approach the booth, and a jolly guy named Matt, and by the way, all names other than Stevie have been changed for this book, Matt greeted us, and he wanted to know everything about us, gave us a calendar of events, signed us up for the Hillel e-newsletter, and invited us to a beginning-of-the-year barbecue. After the barbecue, I quickly became more involved with Hillel, eventually meeting someone named Sarah, who convinced me to join a Jewish sorority, which I did, and in the sorority, I met a new friend, Sasha. 
Midway through the year, Sasha convinced me to work at a Jewish summer camp she'd been going to her whole life. I didn't have plans for the summer yet, and once she told me there were cute guys and fun days off, I was in. So I signed up to work at Camp Ma, and that's where I met Zach, who's still a good friend today. And through Zach, years after we met at camp, I eventually met my husband, Stevie. It took me meeting five people to eventually lead me to Stevie. Five people in eight years. What if instead of saying, I'll never meet anyone, or love is so far away from me, you said, how is everything happening for me? What exciting or unexpected connections could I make through the people already in my life? Or how can I create a serendipitous moment today? What if everything in your life was falling into place to meet your person or to be a wake up call or to bring up something in you that you need to heal to be emotionally ready for the relationship you really want? In the episode, Right Place, Right Time, Ted is agonizing over a project designing a restaurant that is supposed to look like a cowboy hat. He hasn't slept in days and is making himself crazy. So his friend slash roommate slash ex Robin, again, watch the show, kicks him out of the apartment and tells him to get a bagel and some fresh air. He doesn't go to his usual bagel place, though. And because he goes to his second favorite bagel place, he walks a different route that day. Along that route, he meets someone extremely important who'd later change the course of his life. No spoilers here. In other words, to change your life, you have to do something. If you go to work, talk to the same people every day and come home, watch Netflix and mindlessly swipe, it's going to be a lot harder for things to shift for you. It doesn't mean you need to revamp your profile tonight or find a new hobby, but it does mean that you may have to do something outside your comfort zone. Maybe for you, that is getting out of your house and breaking your routine. But for many, it'll also mean digging into the deep work. It's about unpacking why you are attracted to the unavailable person rather than the available person, or why you settle for scraps from people you date and convince yourself that perhaps your expectations are too high. Little in your love life will change until you change from where inside of you you're attracting your relationships. What to expect in this book. In this book, I'm going to share with you my longer story of how I found love, talk about how you can find love, and introduce inner child work and why it matters. Then I'll walk you through the relationship history chart, which will help you identify patterns that you can then shift through inner child work. I believe inner child work is the missing piece and the support many love and dating coaches offer. You can have the perfect profile, the best text and flirt like a boss, but it'll all be just a facade if you haven't done the deeper work. Yes, better dating skills may get you more sex and more dates, but more sex and more dates is just more sex and more dates. These tips are always so hilarious to me. Well, seven texts make him commit is certainly intriguing enough to click through. What are you going to do when you start quote unquote doing life together? When you feel triggered, when you need to have a challenging conversation, when you want to share a deep connection and emotional intimacy, is sexing better going to help you have a healthy, loving and deep relationship? Listen, I want to click through on that headline too. What could those seven texts be? I'm so curious. Click if you want, but don't be fooled. A lot of dating advice is rooted in those kinds of headlines because it's clickbaity and clicks equals money. And honestly, figuring out texting is less uncomfortable than dealing with the pain of not feeling seen by your mom. Updating your profile again is much easier than unpacking the people-pleasing tendencies you learned so you wouldn't set off your dad's temper. But I want to help you find love, not just get another date. I want to help you be with someone who is available to you, not try to make it work with the person you're trying to quote unquote get when the truth is they're not actually available for the relationship you want. 
If you feel at a loss as to why you attract who you attract, or maybe you know why you attract but seem unable to shift it, inner child work may make the difference for you. Inner child work is a process that allows you to be your own best inner wise woman. You don't need any clickbaity blog post telling you what to say or do if you're deeply in tune to who you are. Before we get started, I want to share with you two mantras I use every day. I might have met my person, but that doesn't mean there aren't other things in my life I'm calling in. Children, clients, friendships, community, good health, and business opportunities, to name a few. Plus, I'm always desiring to grow the relationship I do have. So I invite you to use these mantras for yourself if they resonate. What is for me cannot pass me. And what I seek is also seeking me. My spiritual practice grounds me in my own inner work and life. I will continue to face rejection, grief, and pain. They are part of the human experience. When things feel hard or like nothing is working, those two mantras keep me on my path. They help me to release control and invite in more presence, healing, and awe. I genuinely believe that what is for you cannot pass you. You haven't blown it. It's not too late. And whatever you're seeking, it's seeking you too. I hope this book will help you really believe this too, so you can lead your life from a place of love, trust, and curiosity rather than fear, regret, and FOMO. And for everyone older than a millennial, FOMO means fear of missing out. And of course, I want you to know that you are meant for love. Okay, so that was the introduction. And now I'm just going to read a little excerpt from chapter one. It's about halfway through the chapter. And the title of that section is, and the nice guys are so boring. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out an hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, The Five-Step Strategy to Banish Anxiety and Overwhelm in Your Love Life, so you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. It's completely free, and in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and so much more. If you like my style, philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love so you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life. Grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. In college, I became the woo girl. I acted obnoxiously with friends to get attention from guys I thought were cute. I let the guys I liked call the shots around when we hung out or what our status was or lack thereof because I wanted to seem chill. During my first year of college, I befriended one of those guys from AEPI, the Jewish fraternity. Aaron was not your typical frat boy. He was shy and super nerdy, but he was hilarious once you knew him and had a huge heart. We bonded at Halloween that year, which is a highlight of being a student at the University of North Carolina. Thousands of students gather on Franklin Street, the main street in our college town, for a massive street party. Everyone is drinking, showing off their best costumes, and admiring the incredible creativity of others. I started college in the fall of 2008, so it wasn't so long after the trial and hanging of Saddam Hussein. I was taking an Arabic class and had just finished learning the alphabet. Aaron had darker features not too dissimilar from Hussein, so he bought a green military jumpsuit for Halloween and decided to dress up like Saddam Hussein. Wanting to show off my new Arabic skills, I offered to come over to his dorm room and write Saddam Hussein on his uniform in Arabic so his costume would go up a couple of cool point notches. 
After this, he quickly became one of my closest friends over the next few years. We probably had at least one meal together every day in the dining hall. He made me laugh like no one else, and he patiently listened to all my guy problems. We were this close for three years. Aaron knew everything about me. There were nights when he would sit on the phone listening to me cry about who knows what. He would drive out at 1 a.m. to pick up one of my friends or me if we were at a party with no safe way to get home. Everyone thought we were secretly in love and should just get together already. Finally, near the end of our junior year, he confessed his love for me. Of course, I loved him as a friend, but I didn't love him romantically, so I turned him down. He told me he needed space, so we went the rest of the school year and summer without talking to each other. I missed him deeply. After we returned to school for our senior year, I told him that I changed my mind and I wanted to give us a go. At first, he was hesitant and didn't trust where this was coming from. Damn, he totally called it. Ultimately, he agreed to give us a go and we were officially together. Looking back, I know I said yes to him because I was in love with the story. He was going to be my college sweetheart, just like my sister. And objectively, our story was just so freaking perfect. Everyone said, finally, when we told our friends we were together, which only further fed my belief that I had been wrong and that we were, in fact, meant to be. I believe this was the right move because the story was just so rom-com worthy. Of course, this whole time, I had a quiet doubt nagging at me, saying, are you sure? I got good at suppressing that. Really good. I thought surely my doubt was me and my own fear because everything was just oh so perfect on paper. In some ways, I honestly did adore being with him. He had been one of my best friends, and I deeply missed our friendship the summer we didn't talk. But other than that quiet, nagging voice of doubt, there were two big problems. I wasn't physically attracted to him, and we had different life plans. I wanted to go to graduate school abroad to pursue my master's in Middle Eastern studies, and he was going straight into a PhD program in the Northeast. I ignored my lack of physical attraction to him, and we both ignored our life plan problem. We assumed we'd be long distance for a bit and would eventually get married. We had the conversations and the plans. Our parents had met each other. Everything was going just as planned. Graduation came and went, and the second we became long distance, everything unraveled. The distance revealed to me my actual feelings toward him. I was planning to work at the summer camp again, and I didn't cry when we parted ways for the summer. My mom casually mentioned that I didn't seem that sad after saying our goodbyes, but I brushed it off. It only took me a couple of weeks to realize what was going on. I cared for him deeply, but I didn't love him romantically. I struggled over this for weeks. The summer was coming to a close, and I was supposed to go to Baltimore to live with him until it was time for me to go to grad school. I couldn't bring myself to make the arrangements to physically get to Baltimore, so I had no choice other than to break his heart. He was devastated, confused, and worst, he was so mad at me. I couldn't blame him. I knew I was making the right decision, but it was still so, so hard. I felt awful, and I was devastated to lose a best friend. Almost my whole life, I had wanted exactly what he was able to offer me. I wanted a husband, lovely in-laws, and I wanted to feel chosen by someone. And he was Jewish! I could have kept my head down and figured out a way to make it work. I could have been 22 and in a position to never have to go on a first date again. And yet, in my heart, I knew I didn't love him the way I wanted to love my romantic partner. I started my master's degree that fall at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, and the next two hearts that would be broken would be mine. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, that is it of the sample. I hope you enjoyed this little excerpt. 
both from the introduction, which if you sign up for the waitlist, might, you might have already read. And I added a little something extra in there for you as well, for those of you who did get to already read the introduction. I cannot wait to get the full book into your hands in February. And again, if you haven't already, make sure you pre-order. You can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash book. That will forward you to the Amazon page. And then once you pre-order, submit your receipt to me at veronicagrant.com forward slash pre-order to get your ticket to the Decoding Your Relationships and also to be entered to win a bunch of prizes from me, including a coaching session. All right, my dear, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for buying the book. Thank you so much for supporting me. I'm so incredibly grateful and humbled and all the things. And I will see you next week with a really juicy coaching conversation all about money and love and the spirituality of money. It's so good. And I can't wait for you to listen to it. Until then. One more thing. You may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, Five Steps to Ending Overwhelm and Anxiety in Dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships. You'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated, and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available or toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life. And of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.